good to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, the season of TV was pretty good, too. So, hello, everyone. Wait, this isn't the light at the end of the tunnel. There's one after this. I know. There's some South Park-like oh. table setting. But a light at the end of the tunnel doesn't mean it's the very last thing. It, it just means oh, we're getting I close. That is what it, I thought that's exactly what it meant. No, it's you are an idiot. Okay. You are a fool and a, and a wastrel. You're a, you're yeah, a wastrel. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're bringing that back. Yeah. yeah, you love getting up to mischief. That's that's your number one thing. You are a you are a I buffoon. Love japes. Yeah, jokes. Yeah, jabs. All right, so Venture Bros. season six. We got one more season of the show to go, and if that direct to DVD movie doesn't get devoured by the HBO machine, yeah. um, which it very it well might. Well might yeah thanks discovery yeah cross your fucking fingers that that isn't on the chopping block because jesus christ that would be such a tease adult swim continues fumbling the bag for their good shows canceled moral oral they canceled venture bros like what the fuck are they doing cancer adventure bros they gave a cancer yeah they cancered it god damn it i hate it when i'm watching the venture brothers and suddenly everyone has leukemia yeah I mean, cancer yeah. is a theme this season. That's that is what happened in the uh, yeah in the Gargantua two episode. Two characters die of cancer. Die of cancer. So yeah. Oh boy. So Venture Bros season six. We were pretty hard on the show last episode um, because last season was not very good. You know, Andy said that this would be a change of pace, and well, wouldn't you know it? This was a it change was. of pace. And I really liked this the season. The pace changed. We're, we're strolling now. We were yeah. galloping before, but now we're strolling. I think it's more of a skip. More, so, we are meandering. More of a gallivant. Yeah. For we better are, and for It's like a strut, maybe. Merriamwebster.com synonyms. <laughs> are you hungover? I am hungover. I can tell. Um, but we appreciate... Would you believe it or not? I had a pretty wild night last night. Oh, did you did you have a gay sex with uh with a man? Is that I what wish. You did? No. I had a. Uh, I did a lot of though. I had a I had a fun morning. My my buddy oh, you and had I had gay sex with a man. Yes. Well, after that, uh, me and my buddy after the gay sex with the man and before yeah. gay sex with another man. Yeah, yeah, and see, you had gay sex with a man, but to you, that's incredibly normal because you do it all the time. Yeah, it that's be exciting. Like it would if I did it. Yeah, no, it was a it was a normal it's like ass a straight day. Sex with men. Yeah, but yeah. um, no, I I got mimosas, and I gotta say, <laughs> getting <laughs> okay. So, I'm sorry, I didn't even have to ask if you had gay sex with a man. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus, Spencer. Yeah, man. Jesus. I know. They were tasty. Yeah, and let's just say I made sure not to eat a lot at brunch. Yeah, Andy, you have never touched a drop of alcohol in your life. Have you really never drank, Andy? Not more than like a single Oh, we are getting your Uh, ass drunk. (laughs) Get over here. Smooth redirection. We are going to eat a shitload for brunch that day. I'm literally going to put a funnel in your mouth and pour all of the drugs I can get my hands on in there. Yeah, that's going to be I'm going to like... I'm going to put drugs in you like I am mixing a cocktail. Yeah, you're going to give me like '80s. Uh, I'm going to throw know. in lewds. I'm going to throw in coke. I'm going to throw in Molly. I'm going to throw in fucking ketamine, and then I'm going to put one hand on your head, one hand in your crotch, and I'm going to shake you like I'm making a cocktail. Are we? Are we going to like <laughs> hook an IV up to his heart just to make sure he's okay, awake so when he dies? I, I I understand that this is very funny and amusing, but I do have a genuine question here, Spen, for you, Spencer. Did you have brunch with the mimosas? Uh, so. 
the way it works is this place is really busy, so it has like an outdoor seating area. Yeah. So I got the mimosa. Oh, it was like the pride parade going on or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. There were there were some good fucking tasty mimosas, and then mm-hmm. we got brunch. So mm-hmm. yes, it was yeah, a fancy sure. little time, but mm-hmm. it, it was tasty as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't do illegal weed. At least I didn't do illegal weed like you did. You didn't do. You did illegal pills. I did Ty. illegal other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I was a good law-abiding <laughs> citizen, unlike you. Uh, I would I would argue that up until very recently, a lot of um, states had anti-sodomy laws on the books. <laughs> Virginia had it until like twenty fifteen. Yeah. So, so yeah. you are yeah. so even if you are technically following the law, it's very close. Yeah. Well. You know what? I had a grand old time, and I had a good time today because I was watching Venture Bros season six, yeah. which I quite liked. I think it's one of the strongest seasons they've done. So, regardless of how good or bad we all collectively thought about this season, this is, I think, the most deliberately modern prestige, quote unquote, TV oh, yeah. show they've ever done. Yeah, it, it's very. It's very. Um, I don't know. It's very it's difficult to. Yeah. Well, no, it's difficult to put my finger on, like, why this season Yeah, but you weren't, feels... having, you weren't having trouble putting your finger on other things earlier. Ooh, <laughs> child, you know that. You know that. For, and that's on on, on on fleek, yeah. Yeah, no, but there is a certain, I don't know, There's I, maybe it's just the change to New York, but, like, this is definitely the most, like you said, Andy, prestige, but it, it it's simultaneously, like, some of the most out there and high stakes they've gotten in a while. Yeah. Well, also not being bogged down by the bullshit that dragged down seasons i'd say three and all, or five and all they had to do was finally accept that they're just making a superhero show yeah well that yeah. and kill off a bunch of the cast what do you mean by a bunch they killed off like jj two. um jj and like i think the cancer guy yeah traster i no, i think i think there was more like i think they um, killed off a lot of like the uh a they lot of the, the sovereign they killed off the of investors the thir- oh the th- they, yeah, they killed off. I think they killed off a lot of the I thirteen, think, but they don't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they no, killed off all the thirteen that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, no. and, they just, and they just forgot. And they just forgot to hit Phineas Phage while they were at it. I was really, really hoping that they would kill Phantom Limb because Andy was like hyping it up, like this is going to be a massacre of all the characters they don't care about. No, and he's around for the rest of the show. Yeah. Like not, you know. Super big, but he's, but he's just you know yeah. here. His job is his job is to be like the stick in the mud of the Council of Thirteen. Like that's really as far no. as they do it. Yeah, no, but they uh they did trim off some of the fat from their cast, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Albeit, I wish they were a bit more vicious since they could have pared down. Oh, they a few killed more zero. People. I forgot about that. They did kill off zero, but did, you know, fat chance, Do we really need? Do we really need? radical left to stick around yeah, like was that, was that necessary <laughs> well to be fair he i'm pretty sure this was his debut episode so i'll give him a little bit of a pass you might as well give him a full season before killing i him. do i do think i i'm kind of on spencer's side with this just because i think it would have been better if they had waited to bring him back uh up until a year later uh during the inaugural presidential run of one senator bernard sanders uh because they're socialists folks I'm gonna, I wish I had like a real like a foghorn I could blast in your ear. I wish right I had now. a gun I could stick in your mouth and pull the trigger. I mean, the primary was. What would happen next? Yes. It would. Uh, the bullet would probably puncture the top of your mouth and enter your brain. And then what would happen next? You'd probably die of uh, cessation mm. of brain activity. Yeah. Mm, then what would happen next? You would probably go to the morgue. 
<laughs> this is like the fancy lad, lad, dumb podcast version of the Black Knight from Monty Python. Just, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm epic and not dying. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The The change of scenery definitely helped. There was uh, only not a lot left to do at the Venture Compounds. Yeah. Uh, I think putting Brock like more in the main action was a huge part of why the season was a lot better since yeah. like they need Brock. They, they really do. need him to Brock's be like a important. core part of like the family since he is a really good foil to the boys, especially. You know, he, what, you know what else helped? What? Putting Hatred in the hospital for half the season. Putting yeah. Hatred in the hospital for half the season also helps. Yeah, yeah no. I think they really focused on the marriage crisis aspect of Venture and Dr. Mrs. the Monarch. We love them, and we love when they have old married couple squabbles. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we have said a billion times before that why they're some of the greatest characters on TV is because they are super villains that are just a very nice, long-wedded couple who has very normal problems well, that a wedded couple has. And I, I also think it was very helpful to... Because uh, they tried doing it with 21, and I don't think it worked because 21 is like by design, kind of a marginal character. But I, I think, like, changing the status quo with Monarch and then bringing 21 with him on that, I think, was more effective because, like, yeah. the supervillain stuff, I think, with the Monarch was kind of growing stale. They didn't have a whole lot to do. And he's a great character. He's very fun. But I don't think they had a lot to do with him. And so, and because he's, like, such a driver of action, because he's, like, very, you know, loud and brash or whatever... I think giving him a different status quo actually did help shake it up a lot more than any of the other like status quo shifts that they tried to do earlier with like yeah. You know though, Honor. we haven't brought up who I consider to be by and large the star of season. Oh, the, uh, the, Brown Widow. Yeah, definitely Brown Widow. Definitely. Yeah. They they used to. You, I mean, he showed up a lot like his background roles this yeah. season, but uh, because well, they're in New York, I, baby. I love how Hank is just a shitty rich kid now. Yeah. But all, and also, I, I, you, God bless his, his fucking Italian mob wife. Yeah. Oh, God. He's living the fucking dream, he's, man. He's, he's got so a fucking joysy wife. He, when, he, when he finally bagged her in that one episode, I was like, this, this kid's such a pimp. I love him. Yeah. And it's funny because he just bumbled into it. He's just, he's just a very earnest young lad. Didn't even have to get his dad sloppy didn't seconds get, this didn't time. Didn't even have to get his dad sloppy seconds. He could have. Yeah. It is. It is nice that like the two like they've been sloppy seconds. Like if he offered them. Oh, man, I I don't want to think about that conversation. Like like before I can even answer that question, I don't want to think about like the logistics of how I would get to that point. Just think about it for a second. Your dad comes up to you. You're in your room. You know, um, just playing a video game. And your dad, you know, hey there, son. I know you're gay, but. I uh, I just have finished having having intercourse with a with a fine young filly, and I, she was wondering if if I had any more dick to give. And well, I am plumb out of dick. Do you think you could help us both out and go and enjoy enjoy this woman's company a little bit? What would you? How would you react? <laughs> that that I mean, I'd kill myself probably. Like that's the first thing I would do. Nice. Um. What would Ghost Spencer do? Yeah, what, what would happen then? What would happen then? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What would happen then? Uh, I don't know. I might have to take up that opportunity. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, no. God. Uh, <laughs> do her hair. 
You were yeah. too fucking good at that voice for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why my mom yeah. could do a gay voice. Yeah, no. It's my only defense. Me- it, oh, boy. It's my only defense mechanism against. Oh, you're getting stuck in it now. <laughs> yeah, it's my only defense mechanism against Ty calling me gay is to just lean into yeah. the foppish. Ah, the voice. Bugs Bunny approach. Yeah. Yep. You know? It's weird. Uh, I, I was making fun of Spencer the last time we hung out in person. And he, he dressed up like an airline stewardess. And he, he convinced me that it was actually duck season. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, well, Ty. And I was like, wait, you think it's fu- duck wait, season I'm like, now? I'm like, wait, why the fuck is is there a duck season on a plane? And he's like, oh, I'm <laughs> the metaphors there. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, anyways, should we just dive right into the uh, episodes, or do we have any uh, like more broad strokes thoughts? How long have we been going? Fourteen minutes. We can do some more broad thoughts. Broad thoughts. I love broads. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. That's my thoughts on broads right there. Do Woo! You? No, I'm just playing. Yeah. I like men. I like broads as friends. Yeah. I like broads like in theory. I was at a party last night and there were a bunch of very nice broads there and we were all hanging out. How do you feel about narrows? Fuck you. <laughs> There should there should be like a button that I can press if it really makes you die. <laughs> no, keep going, Andy. That was a heater. They should, that was a heater, Andy. They should, keep like, cooking. Venture capitalists should invent in getting me a button that activates a satellite, and the satellite connects to a, a chip in your brain. Don't and that stop, chip Andy. Immediately releases forty milligrams of cyanide. Uh, what if I could breathe? <laughs> Andy, I didn't even know what the hell you were saying there. I thought you were saying some fifty slang that I didn't get, but when no, I got no. what the fuck you were saying. We need to resurrect yeah, no. Rube Goldberg and send her over to Andy's house and have her set up a gun that if that I pu- if I push over a domino, a bunch of shit falls down and it pulls the trigger on that gun and immediately kills him. <laughs> Imagining someone within their Twitter bio just having pronouns slash narrow homie i'm going to put you in a giant box like a five foot <laughs> like a five foot by six foot box and i'm going to tape it up and i'm going to cover it in masking tape and stamps and then i'm going to send your ass to abu dhabi <laughs> i'm going to kill you you are going to be dead on the ground by the time i'm done you, I'm going to pull out a wa- going, I'm going to pull out a traditional samurai wakazashi, and I'm going to walk over to your house in bumfuck Nebraska, and I'm going to separate your head from your shoulders with a single slice of my perfect samurai blade. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> and then what happens next? <laughs> what happens next wait, time i'm going to do a holocaust on your ass i'm going to <laughs> i'm going to chain you up i'm going to wrap you in chains like the ghost of jacob marley and i'm going to throw you on a train and it is going to bring you into a giant pit of fire and i'm going to push you into that pit and you're going to feel yourself turn into bacon before we're done Look, what happens look. next? Then I will eat the bacon and I will put it I will make I will make for the next five months I will make breakfast sandwiches out of your bacon. Oh no, stop. Stop I'm not talking to you, faggot. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't do that to Andy. Jesus. Oh my god, I am so hungover. <laughs> uh, so I like the, I love the I love the energy you're bringing, Ty. <laughs> 
It's it's unique, you know. It's even more suicidal than usual. <laughs> no, I am anything but suicidal. I am anti-sidal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Man, you don't want me a pretty good way. No, that that joke. I was gonna, I was gonna say, man. Yeah, you can say it. Better, well, it like, would have been a good like, joke, but gotta say it anyway, I guess. I was I was gonna make like a fat joke, like you know, you know, we better if I was less broad and more narrow, then I could maybe escape. But you know, that that's that's one too many connections. Uh, homie, I'm going, homie, I'm going to ride up to your house on horseback. In my and defense, I'm going to, I knock, tried to bail and out I'm going to knock an arrow with the headset of flame, and I'm going to shoot that shit through your window. And when it, the moment it touches your rugs, your entire house will go up in smoke. In my defense, Spencer asked for that one, so you got to kill him too. I think I asked for that one actually. <laughs> 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 oh boy, no, but I mean, this is genuinely. This is. The reason why I like this season so much mm-hmm. is that I, I've I've kind of made my peace with the fact that the show is never going to be straight comedy ever again, and they have just like yeah. given up on that season one, it's season like a two thing. Now. Yeah, it's just a drama it's now. It's very drama. But this is <laughs> their best joke. Their best joke is quoting a line from Taken. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is true. That, that is was. Yeah. God that bless Grancy awesome. Brown, though. That actually, he's amazing. Brown. He's. I mean, yes. we'll get to it as we go through the episodes, but Clancy Brown is, I, I think if Ed, there is any reason that this season worked a lot more besides the change of setting and bringing Brock back, I do think it was bringing Clancy Brown on. Top yeah. five, maybe top five favorite voice He's, actors. Yeah. Incredible. Think, uh, no, J.K. Simmons was last season in a very nothing role. Yeah. No, they had, they got Stephen Colbert back finally. Yeah. That's impossible. true. They did. I think they killed him. Yeah. Then they did. Probably got him just because they could say, yeah, this is going to be your, your big send off. Yeah. Then you can do your terrible show. Damn. Was he doing? Yeah, I think I think this was like he right around the time it would have been recorded right around the switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny how washed he is now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The mo- My man loves crying. Yeah. It's one of the it's not as bad as I, I, from what I've seen. It's not as bad as like Kimmel or, you know. No, no. It's still like. Colbert's pretty- still human. Yeah. I tried to watch, like, clips from Kimmel since he was interviewing, like, Better Call Saul cast members, and I was like, this is, like, the least charismatic man I think I have ever seen. Like, they, they, they let, they let, a, they let like, a Goomba fucking do, do interview, do, have an interview show. Like, it's, it's I, insane how just, like, little fucking anything there is to him whatsoever. God bless the Smiling Friends parody of him, by the way. That, that was Fallon, dickhead. Oh, that was Fallon? Yeah. Oh. yeah, no. No, Fallon, Fallon's annoying, but that's Fallon's, something. Well, I mean, yeah, Fallon's cool just because he's, like, a drunk. Like, that's that's yeah. swag. J- yeah, Kimmel's yeah. just, like, Kimmel's just a pussy. Yeah. Yeah, you, Kimmel's got you, nothing. Kimmel's You can washed. tell he's breathing when you talk to him and not, like... Yeah. He is the most corporate suit, well, maybe. Uh, to be right fair, now. you can only tell Fallon is breathing because someone stuck a needle in his heart, like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can see it by the beads of sweat coming down his face. <laughs> no, it is it is funny how like you know Kimmel like is even beneath like the really bad late night hosts. Like, who's the, are there any good late night hosts? I think Conan's still okay. I think he stopped. Um, I think he Conan? quit a while ago. Who Let me was, check. Who was the Indian lady? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's funny that Late Night is at the point where, like, Jay Leno... Oh, Lily Singh. Yeah, maybe she's good. 
Yeah, no. I, what, I, what I was gonna say is, it's funny that we have gotten the point where Le- Leno, who was the the fucking unfunny corporate hack of late night, you know, yeah. uh, is better than most of the current guys. Can I read yeah. the description for a little late with Lily Singh? Go ahead. Sure. From her decked out clubhouse, and I, I want to see how long you guys can survive it. So if you need to tap out, tell me. Ready? Decked out clubhouse isn't a great start. Yeah. From her decked out clubhouse, the comic actress, social media sensation, producer, and author of, quotation mark, How to Be a Bouse, A Guide to Conquering Life. Tapping out. <laughs> I could keep going. I want to keep Lily, going. To Lily Singh brings her unique perspective and no-holds-barred approach to late night as she hangs out with celebrities, performs sketch and musical comedy, and breaks the fourth wall with behind-the-scenes antics. Come on. Wait, you ready? You ready? Ready. I'm ready. Well, what happens? A self-proclaimed unicorn. The multifaceted. <laughs> God! Holds up Spork. <laughs> She's the unicorn of doom. Literally. <laughs> a, oh a self-proclaimed unicorn. The multifaceted star's de- debut in the late night landscape. <sighs> it's going to be so cool 10 years from now. When the like ten thousand re- or uh, hundred thousand remaining fucking senior citizens who are still watching yeah. like actual live TV fucking plop dead, and there's just nothing left. And then, speaking of clopping, so check out this unicorn. Oh wait, can I finish uh, this? Can I finish this? Go ahead, go ahead. A self-proclaimed unicorn. The multifaceted star's debut in the late night landscape is especially noteworthy as she's a Canadian woman of Indian descent, combining a fresh take on the day's events, pop culture, diversity, and life. Bravo. Bravo. This sounds like a good-ass show. I, I Man. mean... Man. I am, what if, what if, I am if, sure there is a funny Indian woman out there somewhere. The Chai of five minutes ago who defended this was so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm certain... I'm certain that there are scores upon scores of Indian women with very good senses of humor. Do, 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 do. But... <laughs> Any employers listening, I didn't say this. I don't Fucking, condone this. Uh, what's, your, what's your name? Um, Aparna Nancherla is very funny. She is a very, very talented comedian. Wait, I, I might be thinking of a different Aparna, actually. <laughs> no, I mean, God, you'll find finding a ways to get even more racist. No, 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 no. Um, hold on. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no. I mean, it is funny, Letterman... Letter, how much I, better Letterman was than like all the others. Because I, I think there's like two Aparnas that like are in comedy. Indiana Swag. He was, he's like uh, the one like talented like Hoosier that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean. Hold on. In terms of like talk shows, no, okay, no one's going to ever beat Cavett. No, she's she's a very good comic, Aparna and Cherla. And I don't condone this. Any employers <laughs> listening, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, we're doing better. We're trying to do better. <laughs> I didn't say any of this. Uh, this oh, is God. not my responsibility. Any uh, Twitch mods listening? Ty, uh, Ty is I'm not unstable. Her back on my show. Yeah, Ty, Ty is you know on a heavy dose of a lot of alcohol, and <laughs> uh, you know she, she, she will be attending. If you get mad at us, we'll send her to rehab and Alcoholics Anonymous. They're gonna make me get my chip. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get your chip. Okay. All of this in Gargantua too, Andy. You were you were hyped, <laughs> you were excited about uh, excited about this one, and it, you know what? It's solid. It's it's one of the better uh, 
very plotty things they've done. It it feels a little bit like a a, a little bit of like a two parter kind of stretched or a three parter stretched into a two parter, but I think it works for what it is. I you know there there this is this is made very like when when the fucking got investors pull out their lightsabers, there was a part of me that like all right oh we're God. a little credit now, yeah. but uh you know ah. like, there there is a lot of fun this season. I love how nobody fucking likes Zero. Just nobody can fucking stand him. That was a small little bit. The scene where they reveal the Sovereign is just a fucking fraud the whole time, and, like... He's just some uh, guy. With, with Doc, Mrs. Spencer, the Monarch, when you like, learned that he wasn't actually David Bowie, did you start crying? Uh, no. Because oh. I never cared about him being David Bowie to begin with. <laughs> I, As I we have been like, over. I think, like, that... Spencer doesn't want to say, but actually after we recorded that episode, he was like, that guy's really Bowie, isn't he? That's like so fun. Yeah. He was like really into it. He was putting out, he was putting out a character for the show, but like off screen, he's really into it. <laughs> I If they actually got Bowie, that would have been cool. But that would be cool. They did not. Yeah. Also, uh, did he I, die I think... in? No, he died in like 2019. 2016. Right? 2016. 2016? I thought it was later. Yeah. Nope. January 2016. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I wish he could have molested more teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by that point, he was just on to black woman. That's by that fair. point, just straight and narrow, just black woman. That's all he wanted. That's all he wanted from there on out. Yeah. He was on his Ebert ship for real. Yeah, no. He, like, like once by he the got end, all he the pedophilia. kind of looked like Ebert a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> once he got the pedophilia <laughs> out of his system, he was just on the, just on his Ebert, Bakshi, Fagan shit. Like, yeah. that's all he wanted to do. He, he chunked up a little bit at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, that's what pancreatic cancer does, but yeah. They should have called it, they should have called it fatriotic cancer because mm. it made him put on those pounds. I don't know. I think, like, this is a very good start of, like, Gargantua 2 when they're doing Actually, like the serious didn't. stuff maybe like, I was just I'm so sorry maybe I was just thinking that he looked chubby in the movie The Prestige yeah no he he slimmed the fuck down in his later yeah, years yeah I'm looking at an old picture of him now and he actually he's a very skinny guy he's like yeah leathery. again Damn, chemo really chemo chemo will fucking do that that's fair yeah uh, but what I was gonna say is that like I think this is like Watch, I look up Probably I look up a picture the- from the prestige and he's not even like fat in it. I'm just like I completely made that yeah, up. Yeah, I don't even think he was fat in that either. Yeah. Wait, I think well, I think let me, let me look this up. Yeah, I don't think he was fat in that. I think he's been pretty svelte his entire career. He's he, I think his face is like thick in that movie. Yeah, that I might think be what that I was this epi- I think that this episode is like Gargantua two, <laughs> outside of maybe the season four finale, is like Probably the most, like, actual, like, character writing and gripping, like, emotions they've actually managed to do in the show. It's yeah. like, okay, you're actually, like, hitting me a little. You know, yeah. it's, it's good job. Good job. It's, um, it's, uh, I think, a fun twist that, like, J.J., I mean, they, they, I think they played around with J.J. being, like, a scumbag for, like, a little bit in, like, season three or whatever. But I, I think it's a lot more admirable that, like, no, I mean, what makes J.J. annoying is that he is always just better than, he's just the best guy there you know and he's he's like a little bit conceited because like that's kind of what you are when you don't have flaws you're like you know you're just annoyingly like self-righteous 
But like he's, I mean, he's just genuinely like the best guy. It's very, um, I think that's I a say, fun bring, character turn. Bringing back Traster for this episode was a little convenient. Yeah. It was a little like, okay, what are we doing here? I mean, of course it was convenient. They were all headed to the same location. Like, I think if anything, true. they made a joke out of how convenient it was. True, mm. true. But it is, yeah. it is like, he's been up there for like a whole season. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. No, but this is this is a good episode. I I, I just like how they got all of the fucking balls that they have been juggling for the past couple of years. Finally, like they all bring them together and actually cut some of the fat off the show yeah. in the process. So good episode. Yeah. I mean, it, it is cool. Like they, they really did trim it down to just the guild stuff and the venture family. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which are, you know, the hearts Thank of the show. God. I mean, I'm not even a huge well, fan you, of the you, guild you stuff. You, but miss, you miss having OSI drama every other episode. Yeah, no, that shit was so fun, man. What if what if the guild was even more convoluted and annoying? Like that would be a, that's great, man. You that's miss, exactly what I want. You miss all the jokes about Sphinx that boil down to damn, what's another funny ass Pharaoh joke we can make? Yeah. Yeah. That's that yeah, that was so much fun too. Oh, and one God. of one of their characters is an is a regular guy. Yay. What character? Uh Snoopy. Oh. It's voiced by John yeah. Hodgman. Mm. Uh, All right. How do we feel about John Hodgman on here? So, Hostile Makeover gets okay. Over so we're just not gonna we're not gonna talk about John Hodgman at all. I actually don't know who he is. Oh, he's yeah, like, I don't um, know either. He's one of those guys. I think he's like in that like not the same camp that like he doesn't actually write like Star Wars fan fiction, but he's in like that whole kind of camp with like um, uh, what's his name? The dude who tried to sue Internet Archive or whatever. Oh, uh, Chuck Wendig. Chuck Wendig. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say like Dan Dingleberry or whatever, but <laughs> so, you know, something Chuck like that. Wendig's yeah. name. You know, just he has like a cartoon guy name, but um, Hodgman's hmm. kind of on that. He was on um, if you remember, do you remember the episode of Community where they're trying to trick Abed into thinking, or they're trying to trick them into thinking they made up Greendale? Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was the he's therapist the therapist. Like evil therapist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was really good in that. That was a good yeah, episode. He's a good actor. Yeah. yeah, that was a good arc in community generally. Yeah. It was a. God, Anyways, oh, man, see, it's so funny that we swore off doing these reviews because I really want to do community. I we'll give it a break. Yeah. We'll give it a break for a couple months, and then I think we can do community like much later on. Uh, I, mean, community's, to, I mean, community's going to be kind of like quicker to go through. I mean, just we give might, us a we little bit of do, a break. Yeah, we, we're going to do a bit of a break, but like we we're and we're probably going to have to like cut a couple of them in that like half seasons because like some of them are like 30 episodes, but yeah, because it's fucking primetime TV yeah. and it's, that means that at any <laughs> hour, the episodes are 22 the episodes minutes, are 22 right? minutes. minutes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's good at least. Yeah, no, but that'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, It'll be fun to uh, turn the gas on for episode so, for season four. <laughs> Hostile makeover. I think. Oh, do we want to talk about the, like the epilogue that was in between Gargantua one and yeah, so- Gargantua two and JJ's death? Yeah, because that does so. Oh, the the uh, just the, like the, the funeral the, thing. Yes, mm. yes, yeah. that. So uh, it turns out Rusty got uh, Jonah's company. Yeah. Uh, after the compound was utterly destroyed. Yeah, it's funny. Um, he just even in its last moments, he's just a genuinely good guy. He gave he gave Rusty all of his inheritance. Well, it, it's that, and like you can tell watching season five that we've kind of burned through all of the. Oh, Rusty has just been been trying and failing to be his dad for five seasons now. What I like about this decision is that it's going, all right, let's see how the Rusty Venture, world's ultimate failure, can cope with being given actual success and stakes. Yeah. That is, I think, a pretty, like, 
good idea for execution of just like, no, no. This guy is, has fucked up everything. And even in the intro, like, he fired everyone in his brother's company. He could have yep. just taken just, the lazy position. He could have just floated, he's like, yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to ruin this my way. Which, you know, is That's very him. true to Rusty's That's what's character. endearing about Rusty is that he's, he's just so... A pedophile. Inha- yeah, for sure. No, no, but he's so inherently a fuck up that, um, like, like it, it is almost interesting to see the new and novel ways he will fuck up just because like it is so pathologically deep set in him that like he cannot do anything right where it's like ooh, how's he gonna fuck this up it's yeah, fun no yeah. it's it's cool being the world's ultimate loser finally hostile makeover what uh what did you want to say andy oh that i was mainly just talking about that but yeah. like rush rusty uh, i i guess the other thing that i want to talk about which is that like i love the contrast with Monarch's shitty, rundown, fucking old family home. Yeah, yeah. Just that, just how decry- and how like every episode we time we come back to it, there's just like three co- contractors <laughs> mulling over around in the background, yeah. trying to get started on this shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> drinking all his water out of like a washed out mason jar. As someone who also lives in an in, in an old ass home, it is it is very relatable to to know what it's like to just constantly have people being fixing things and tinkering things. Um, I think like earlier this year we had uh, had a guy come wh- to fix Ooh, our ceiling because there was like yeah. uh, because Ooh. a pipe had a hole a guy in it come. that had been that had been uh, the pipe slowly... had a hole in it. Like, Can we get a guy come to your house story. to fill a hole? Mm. What happens next? I know what I said, but let me at least tell the fucking story. How many guys have you had come to your house to fill holes? Uh, i'm trying to mull in my head is the is it is it better to to have that just finish the story now i'm now i'm curious andy okay so um we we a few weeks ago we had like leaking problems on both the first floor and basement um and we and we had a bunch of guys mulling and like come in and repair shit turns out what it was is that there was a like god knows when construction work was done on the on the roof of our house and uh a a time ago a guy accidentally had a nail nick a water pipe and it had been Mm. slowly dripping for 20 30 15 years uh into the ceiling and then all of a sudden like a few weeks ago it just started leaking all at once and just flooding it and it wasn't too bad we got the the it fixed up but it was just funny that it's just like yeah that's just how old homes are and then then, then you had to and then you had to Call a guy over to work on your pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Homeownership yeah. is such a fucking just scam. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's but so is renting. So. Oh, so is renting. But yeah. homeownership just like in my head, it just feels like like a, just a hilarious fucking scheme yeah. in my head, I think. If you were to do it, they would call it homeownership. Yeah. Yeah. Call it a whole ownership. Yeah. They That's what they'd it. call it. Come on. That is what they would this. call it. We're that not, is what they call it. Beach it to the punch. Pew, pew. All right. Maybe no go. St. Cloud's back, baby. Yes, he is. I love I love Wait, who's back? the pettiness of like, oh, yeah, like Saint Cloud. who is boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's so Ty, I'm so like when you were hyping this guy up, I was like, yeah. there's no fucking way yeah. he's gonna be as good as you said. He's even better. He's yeah, so he's fucking perfect. good. It's one of the most wonderful characters ever written. Just this very petty, very foppish, 
kind of like almost Mr. Burns type character. Just a perfect fucking... And just a, like the perfect billi- villain for Billy because he's just as much of a loser. Just yes. as much of a complete husk of a person. Yes. God, he rocks so much and I'm always so, so happy to see him around. Other than that, uh, what else happens this episode? Uh, there's, uh, a lot of, um, there's a lot of St. Cloud shit. Um, there's... There's uh, Hank doing Romeo and Juliet. Um, um, Wide um, Whale. Um, Wide oh, Whale. I like Wide Whale. I think he's he's a pretty fun. Like obviously, you know, we we have like comic booky mob mob guys. Like like obviously, you know, the mob. Like I'm not saying the mob isn't real, but like this writing of like a crime lord <laughs> is very comic booky in the way they're handling it. I'm but just he imagining. I'm just presence. imagining a little kid being like, "Daddy, is the mob real?" And being like, "Of course not, little Billy." Go back to that. <laughs> Daddy, uh, did they make is the mob really real? Of course. Daddy, not. of course. Daddy, not, can you Ellie. check under my bed tonight? I don't want to get whacked. is in my closet. <laughs> now, oh, Billy, son, the only oh, to... oh, the son, the only little friend you'll be saying hello to is your friends at school. Oh, son, if you don't learn how to tie your shoes, we'll have to give you concrete ones. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, I, I don't want to go to sweep. Why is that, son? Because I don't want to sweep with the fishes. <laughs> now, Billy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> now, Billy, you want to grow up to be big and strong and move product like your daddy, don't you? <laughs> uh, daddy, I'm scared. It's garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> good. That was a good one. There's a lot of these there you can are. do. A lot of. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, no. That, Daddy, what, why what did fuck? you name me Tommy after my favorite kind of gun? <laughs> so he's like I, afraid of the mafia, but his dad is I in think, the mafia. I think I have moved into a into, yeah, into a version of this joke where the dad is in the in in the mob. So the, the son player. the son is afraid of the mob. And the dad is reassuring him that the mob isn't real, but the dad's in the mob. Well, it's that's okay. how it started, and then I think I ran out of ways to take it in my head, so I, I decided that the dad had to be in the mob. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe the dad's yeah, I don't like think lying there's a lot of to keep the son out of the game. No, I don't think there's a lot of logical consistency to, to mob dad. Yeah, what a shame. Okay, faking miracles. The blue morpho is here, and that's a good way to add uh, attention to his relationship you know with- You uh, the blue morpho? Who? Paul freaking Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, that's nice. The F, the F stands for freaking. Paul F. Tompkins. Um, Paul, that's cool. Paul M. F. Tompkins. He's a, yeah, he he has the perfect like '60s superhero voice. Yeah, like it's a yeah. Um, yeah. His mustache is cool too. I love I love Serena. By the way, I think she is she is the perfect fucking like yeah. pairing for just the complete doofus that is Hank Venture. Just, yeah. Yeah. just a very self-possessed, rude woman. Yeah, who's charmed by his like earnestness and just kind of unassuming nerdiness. Yeah. yeah. No. It's a it's a really great pairing. I love the Kristen two. Kristen Melody, who's very funny. Yeah. I also like her bodyguard. I think I think I you know yeah. we'll talk about the one with Brock later. You want her bodyguard yeah, to come I... over and work on your pipes? <laughs> but um, <laughs> do you want do you want to give him another dumbass for telling wanna, that story? Do you want to give him another body to guard? Oh, is there gonna be some flooding after this, Andy? Yeah, Andy, do you want him to use his nails to scratch your pipe? <laughs> <laughs> 
Andy, come on. I, I get the I get the gay jokes every single time. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm, so yeah. upset. I'm, just, I'm just, you know. Yeah, Andy's it. crying. You can't see because we only release the audio. He's going, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Andy has tears running down his face and his mascara is running because he's also a girl. Ooh. That's a new one. No, it's a, it's yeah. a good way to introduce tension into... It's the first time that Monarch and uh, Dr. Girlfriend, it does feel like their relationship is in genuine jeopardy since like the first season. And that's a very good way since you do like realize how much you care about them as a couple yeah, as the show goes on. Apart. No, they have a good relationship when they're honest with each other. And I think, this dis- I think Trank darting your wife might be the rudest thing you could do in the whole world. Yeah. It's like the most violent way to end the conversation. Yeah. Just, like I, yeah. I think somehow it is like even, shooting her would I, be. More I, yeah, I was gonna say I think it's like even ruder than like knocking out your wife by like hitting her on the head with a frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's classy. That's 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 a uh, that's retro. Tranquilizing daughter. Uh, no, that's that's crude and tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm curious to see where they take that next season if they do anything with it because it is a. Um, it is a really great bit of tension for their relationship. And again, I just love seeing them so much in the show. They're some of the best characters in TV history. Yeah. And in the bad... They're, they're so good that even in the bad seasons, I love seeing them around. Yeah. yeah they, they carry episodes even still. Yes. No, 100%. Uh. Okay. Um, next is Rapacity in Blue. That's a title. Yeah. Shout out to Brock for getting a girl. I like yeah. Brock's girl. Shout out to Brock, man. <laughs> I don't know if I can say this on the podcast. Oh no. Go ahead. Tell me tell me if I'm gonna have to cut this. Um I will. Okay. Rapacity sounds like a word that like a Victorian gentleman would use if he saw someone getting raped. Like he was like <laughs> Oh, like, no, you can keep that. It's like, oh, the rapacity of it all. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, you can keep that. That's totally fine. <laughs> oh, My man. dear, what, what perverse rapacity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, no. God. Yeah, no. Uh, Brock's girlfriend, she's a... Uh, she's cool. It's a good good match for Brock. I love, I love Brock getting, like, wrapped up in the truth lasso and... Being really into it. It's, it's again, Brock is great when like he's the most competent man in the room, but he's also kind of a fucking dork. Well, and this is just a little I, bit of a twist on that. I don't think. I mean, maybe you could argue a little bit with Hunter Gathers, but like, I don't think Brock has really been made submissive before in a way where it's like it's an interesting angle to take his characters. Be like, who would make it so Brock is not in control? You know, and it's it's, yeah. it's an incredibly muscular woman with uh with a magic rope. Which, by the way, I groaned when they added the Avengers to yeah, the season, but making them, yeah, I moaned. No, but <laughs> the, the, making them as part of a uh, protection racket, like yeah. making them, and like a pe- premium service only too. Like both of those are very inspired little wrinkles. So it's a it's a good sign that they're able to elevate what could be hack material. Also, who the was that a pan? Who the fuck was what was that? I don't know. That wasn't me. Uh, Ty, was, what, that might have been me putting down my water bottle. Okay, sounded like you had a French waiter in your room. Yeah. Ooh la la. He's yeah. Have you like ever a had doink. a meal that was served under like one of those metal domes? No, I don't think so. Right? I think 
commit. I've had some fancy. Like I've had nice some like. I've had like. Yeah. I've been to like fancy restaurants. I've never had one yeah. under the little metal dome. Yeah, none of the none of the metal dome. What the fuck? I, Did they make that up for movies? It might it, have been like a fifties thing. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, in the 50s, like, that's how you got your dinner. That's yeah. how your wife would serve you dinner. In the 50s, like, she would, would give them meatloaf. And in the 50s, it was made of lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. There'd be, that's how you got your cigarettes. Like, they'd, they'd hand that to you and they'd lift it off and there'd just be some cigarettes on there for you. Yeah. That's insanely weird. Yeah, I want to be served under the Little Metal Dome. It doesn't even have to be like a, like a really fancy meal. No, like, you can serve it me a burger. It could be a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. You can make me a grilled cheese, but just put it under the metal dome. PB&J. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could eat mac and cheese if it was served under that. Yeah. It'd be great. No. I could eat metal if it was under that. Yeah, I think I need to get one of those. So, like, it'll elevate all of my meals. Like, I can just, like, put it under there. And then when I'm ready, I can take it off and then eat it. Yeah. Pretend I'm a little fancy lad. That's a good idea. We'll see how Have much those go had- for. A meal where you had like multiple different forks and spoons. Yes. Uh, I mean steak. You have to have like the steak knives. No, for, but I mean, but... I mean like a salad fork and like a soup spoon and shit. Uh, no, yes. I don't think so. I think I've only really? done that once in my life. Yeah. Andy, yeah, do they? I... Yeah, Andy in the Midwest, they do that at Olive Garden. Yeah, it's well, like the fine dining the, over yeah, there. In the Midwest, it's not even like fancy. It's just like, damn, we we love spoons over here. No, it's, it's my family yeah. has some like nice cutlery and like plates and stuff. Okay, I mean, like, like, I mean like at like a I mean like at like a restaurant, let's say. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe at like once or twice, but not very often. Though. Yeah, and Andy, and when it's a fancy meal, they bring out the nice cutlery and the black pepper. Yeah. That's what they do for him. <laughs> Leave me alone, man. <laughs> That's a little inside baseball <laughs> that I'll spare spare Andy from when, when today. Andy, when Andy eats a fancy meal, it's just like we didn't get this from Kroger's. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Tanks uh, for I, nothing. I think the only I think the only time I ever I've ever had like a meal like that was at like um like my grandpa's retirement event or whatever. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to some very fancy fucking places and you know, I've like, never gotten like that. a rich guy's house. Yeah. Yeah. There to suck his dick. And of uh, course, yeah, that was implied. Yeah, you need a you need a you need a salad fork for that. <laughs> That'd be so gross. It's like trying to like catch someone's dick in between like a fork and spoon and suck it like using those. <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine trying to suck yeah. someone's dick with chopsticks. Yeah, you got you know yeah. you got your little evening set. Just yeah. like fifteen tiny of the smallest splinters ever on on. That oh, dude, yeah. come on! Disgusting. Fuck no, off! No, 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 no. Here, you're not you're not like jerking with the chopsticks. The chopsticks are just, just holding, holding it, it in aloft. place, and then you're jerking with your mouth. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I have to be like a soft dick then. No. That would be no fun for anyone. No, you could do it with a hard dick. You could, but it would... Hat on a hat at that point. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, what's what the is, point then? Draw me the correlation. It's holding itself up. Draw me the correlation between getting a hard dick and chopsticks. Well, I mean, it's already holding itself up at that point if it's yeah, hard. Yeah, but you need to hold it in place. I guess, maybe. I've well, actually, I don't know if that's true. I was gonna say I've sucked a lot more dicks than you, but actually, I I'm not sure if that's hundred yeah. percent accurate. Yeah, no. But I've sucked a good number in my life, and I do think chopsticks would be helpful. All right. Well, 
you know, I'll get you a pair for your birthday. Thank you. I'll, I'll specify. Oh, they're, they're very These cheap. are for sucking dick. They're very cheap. You don't actually. Have <laughs> I'll to get do you that. some like gold-plated ones or whatever. There's a, there's a Chinese place like literally five minutes from me. You do not need to buy me chopsticks. Okay, I'll, I'll get you fancy ones. Okay. That you can bring on a date. Okay. <laughs> and then, that'd be so funny. You have the fancy chopsticks and you're like winking at the guy. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking? What? I'm like wearing. What do you I'm, mean? I'm like wearing them in my hair like a like a Japanese like. Yeah, it's like these are for later, and it's yeah. like. What what do you mean? Are <laughs> you getting more food later? What? I feel like most guys would just assume like I'm trying to get them to sound, right? Yeah. And yeah. that that would be like a no thank you. Oh, can I say a really gross thing I came up with I think is very funny? Sure. <laughs> so imagine- well, that's much giggling. It better be good. <laughs> Imagine there's like a gay guy mm-hmm. who's like doing sounding to himself. But, All right, already pretty gross. But while he's doing it, he's calling his urethra a pussy. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> uh. mm. He's satellite man. So I was at I was at a sex toy shop the other day. And oh, for real? They had, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they had like they had a bunch of flashlights, and one of them looked <laughs> virtually identical to all the other flashlights, but on it it said "hand pussy," and it looked like no diff. It said like no look didn't look any different than like the normal flashlights. It just said "hand pussy" on it. What you think? Flashlights me- the only brand out there of, of pocket pussy. No, it was like the same brand as the other oh, ones. Like same yeah. brand. It said hand pussy on it. And it didn't look like a hand with a pussy on it. So <laughs> maybe, I was maybe, like maybe the inside it just like has fingers and stuff. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Me and my friend were trying to figure that out. Like what what? <laughs> hand also, pussy? The funny the funniest sex toy you could sell is like uh is like a pocket pussy that's just like a hand. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like a hand that's ready to jerk off. Yeah, literally. It's just it's a like, hand that you put inside your hand. It's like, and then you just... I get like, who is that? For? I guess just like Vietnam veterans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's just the stranger times. It's just too. for Jamie Lannister. Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just like the really high tech version of the stranger, basically. Yeah. Like when you sit on your hand and then jack off. Yeah. It's no. <laughs> Sit, sitting on my hand, pussy, before using it to jack me off. <laughs> sitting. Sitting on my chopstick before I use it to sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone else is sticking a needle at my face. Guys, guys, we're at the 53-minute mark. Who cares? Okay. Oh Wait, thanks, for, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. This is very funny. The the um, God gas is a good idea. God gas is a great uh, idea. The stuff between Jeffrey Wright and Brock is very funny. Where the One of the best Brock lines in the entire series is like the... Where Jeffrey Wright's like, I have I have a laser pointed directly at the center of your chest, and he's just like, I can dodge it. Yeah, no. it's such a good line. And then just like neck shot, yeah. flying yeah. across <laughs> the scene. Oh god, I wish I wish he came back for more because he was a very fun. Yeah, that's a yeah. nice one off. Um, oh, wait, was that that was Tanks for Nothing? No, wait, was that yeah. Tanks for Nothing? Yes, that yeah, was. Okay. Yeah, I like um, I like her, I like Harangatang. By the way, Harangatang is such a great. Super villain name that I almost feel bad they they like got rid of him. Wasted on nothing guy. Yeah, yeah. And his, his Irish wife is funny too. Yeah, 
it happening one night, best episode of the season. The Super Friends uh, I, okay, like, like, parody is really tight. I love the fucking Andy Warhol superheroes. Yeah, I love I know. Hanks. I know you do. I love Hank's, um, you know, shenanigans and trying to seduce his mob wife. The hardest I laughed all season is when Monarch accidentally blows them all up. I don't know. Yeah. This, is like, <laughs> yeah. this is my... That is so fucking funny, yeah. my God. He's, so, on his, this he's, is on, a, he's on his Valerie Solana shit, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it was also... Like, I groaned when they was like, oh, they're going to introduce, like, 12 new fucking characters. Have they learned nothing? And then they just kill them all. Yeah. I no, mean, I love it's, this it's one of those things. Where, it's funny, like the way you react to the, to the to the Warhol team is like how me and Andy assumed you would react to Bowie. Yeah, I I mean I wasn't like freaking the fuck out, but I was I was like it's I was clever. enjoying it quite a bit. And part of, part of me almost thinks like it was a little too much work that they put into it. Like they were expecting everyone to really know everyone in like Warhol's inner circle. Um, yeah. But, I've had to sit through a lot of really bad, like, yeah, Warhol-adjacent movies. That's, that's so. why, I mean, yeah, you... Yeah. That's why it would work for you. I think, again, like, I mean, Andy, you're not a big Warhol head, are you? No, of course Yeah, not. I think, like, for people like me and Andy who maybe do not care that much about Andy Warhol, it kind of got a little exhausting, but... I mean, I don't care about him either, and that's why I like this. No, but you know really... about him, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you, you know all the Warhol hangers-on in a way where it's, like, I think maybe... An, and, again, they're geeks. They're doing, like, geek references. Like, it's fine if it's not accessible to everyone. But, like, I yeah. will say I did not get much out of the, the super villainous uh, fucking... Oh, God, what was his yeah. whole thing called? Dude, the Factory, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Factory. And that's where they get the Doom Factory. The Doom Factory, which yeah. is, you know... Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the this, this stuff with Serena and Hank was very fun, though. It is... It, it's... I think whenever they lean into like how much of just kind of like an earnest dork is uh, with Hank, the storyline usually comes out pretty good. A party pa- for Tarzan. Party for Tarzan. I like, I like this one structurally. Um, I like Highlander. Please shut the fuck up about Christopher Lambert. He talks like a goblin. He talks like this. I'm Christopher Lambert. Do you think they only referenced Lambert because they brought in Clancy Brown the next episode? That might be why. Maybe. That might be why. Uh, I mean, look, you know... It's, Christopher Lambert is an actor who has never given a genuinely good performance in his life, I don't think. Like, he is he's a guy who, who, who like, got good roles. Also, he was on the opportune point. Uh, or who on the, wasn't? In the book. I think he was. I think, like, he... Like, no, he I said who wasn't. Her. Well, true. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know... It would be so funny, episode, it'd be so funny like, I'd never get at, invited. It would be so funny if you looked at the Epstein logs and, like, you were like, yep, Christopher Lambert, and then, like, you go one down and it says, like, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't even say your last name, it just says Andy. If, Andy, if you told me yeah. I was just there to fly, I would believe I you. I would believe you. Like, I think everyone would believe you. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you, you for the foot massage, but... You can't uh, even you, fuck a Nice lady. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, now. No, Be we're nice. gonna. No, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him some strange. I'll introduce you to some of my friends. Yeah. We'll, we'll just. We'll be like, yeah, this guy, man, this guy is like the pussy, the pussy king of Indiana. This guy, this guy, this guy dried up Indiana. That's why he had to come here. Yeah, this right. guy's so, some of this we can of maybe cut a little bit. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a cut heavy episode. Party for Tarzan. Yeah, I didn't like this one very much. I thought it was uh, like the thing that we've kind of gotten on the show's case before, where I thought it was like almost too like uh plot heavy you know makes sense yeah Especially because liked... it wasn't particularly funny yeah i i liked some of like the flashback shit throughout but the uh 
Uh, yeah, you're right. It is. It is like the most dense of the entire. Yeah. Uh, most entire. But like, like the, name me yeah. name me a good joke from that episode. I do yeah, like the. Fun. I will say I do like the the Doctor Z Blue Morpho flashback. I thought sure. that one was kind of funny. Um, mm. <laughs> it is very funny. I. Uh, you know what? That's fair. The, there was a good line where um, where where Blue Morpho described as Billie Jean King <laughs> was like um. Why do you think I'm here? And Doctor Z was like, um, "My animal charisma, and in this in this dim light, my body looks vaguely women womanish." <laughs> that was funny. Oh no! And red means stop. Kind of a non again, kind of a non ending to the season. Yeah, it, it's weird because like I think more than any other season, season six and seven feel like one long season. Yes, yeah. very much yeah. so. Like like they they kind of introduce new stuff with. I won't spoil, but like they, they kick it off with like starting to take a new direction. But like you could watch all of these through and not realize that they were two seasons, I think. Yes. But again, Clancy no. Brown is so fucking good. I don't care. He's and he, great. and he's great back character. a lot in season seven. They, that's like a very smart choice on their part. Yeah. Yes. I, the character's not like the character. I don't think is even that great. Like it's, Oh, haha. What if there was a very violent supervillain who was also a family man? Like that's kind of played, but Clancy Brown is so good. He sells role. it. Every he, line. Reads he is, is so, perfect. he is such a consummate professional that I, even, even if like the character itself is really, really kind of like one note and uninspired, like, he he makes it into a real character oh, just man, by the man. strength of his performance. It's such a shame that he had to be directed by fucking what, what's the hack's name? Oh, I should know. David Steven Cage. Hillenburg. There we go. David Cage. Stephen Hillenburg from SpongeBob. Oh yes, yes. Well, that too. Uh, but that guy was yeah. a hack. Fuck him. I'm glad he died of yes. cancer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, fucking. You patrol the There's literally a clip of him Steven. like explaining that David Cage does not understand how to actually direct actors yeah. at all on no. any level in the most. He doesn't know to write. He doesn't know to write dialogue either. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's bad. No. It's he's so bad funny that he's like the most cartoonish French sexual shelter of all time, too. Yeah, David it's, Cage. Yes. Well, yes, next, got, I mean, it's Pepe Le Pew than David Cage. Yes. Yeah. 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 He got he got like actually thrown in court and uh, a bunch of allegations. And yeah. it's pr- <laughs> do you think? He, do you think if Pepe Le, Le Pew was around now, he would he could like get pussy without being? A I creep? think he had. Um, or sorry, you you tell. No, I was just asking. Probably. Yeah. What do you wait? Uh, you think he had what? I think he, I think he could get pussy now. I thought, I thought that's what you were asking. I that um, is what I was asking. I agree. Uh, what I was going to say I, is... I, th- I, think, I think once the season, sorry, opened the gates, like any, like Pepe Le Pew, is, he would be home clear. Yeah, true. They kind of like a similar vibe, I feel like. So the the thing I was going to bring up with Keith Cage is that apparently the, the, the real fucked up thing is that he apparently had like nude models of pre-transition Elliot Page just yeah, on Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. That's fucked up. Insane. Especially because like Ellen Page wasn't that hot. <laughs> 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 she might be out of a little yeah. I didn't want to say that time, but I was about to make the same comment. Yeah. <laughs> also, kind Willem of a glow Defoe up, honestly. Fucking game too. Kind of a glow up, honestly. Yeah, no, Elliot's hot as shit. I would. Yeah, the pre-transition Elliot was uh, was kind of a dog. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he looked fine. He has like that the vibe going on where it's like, what if was hot? You know. Mm. Yeah. No. He. He's. Yeah. He's really good looking now. Yeah. What if had any kind of talent at all? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not, but I'm just happy to go along for the ride. The um, comedian uh, was married to 
who is also dog shit. Very bad at stand-up comedy. No. Anyway. Please don't, uh, if you are, if you're in the stand-up comedy world, please don't listen to this. I, I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop burning bridges with people who I will never meet in my life. All right. That's going to do it, folks. Um, hope you all enjoyed. I'm have uh, to do so many fucking cuts this episode. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we recorded over an hour, so you could still. Yeah. Uh, Ty, yeah, Ty, you love shooting yourself in the foot with that. <laughs> Just saying the most, like, horrifically racist thing. And it's like, okay, I know that was funny, but, like, all right, well, the point is you shoot yourself in the foot all the time That's there. Fair. But anyways... That is going to do it. If you like this, check out our Patreon. We just did a big uh, format-changing episode on our Patreon where we had a had a scholarly debate about who would win the fight, Peter or the giant chicken, yeah. and it's it's probably yeah. one of the more one and, of the uh, best our, and most lively episodes we also, we've done in we a while. According to the people, uh, yeah. me. <laughs> according to the yeah. according to the people, Andy won it decisively, um, which is I funny because yeah. he wasn't even arguing; he was just the moderator. We also yeah. put out another episode of the Autism Power Hour. If that's something that yeah, you guys like, fun. just me and Andy bullshitting about, like, about nerd, like nerdy shit that for you like as a four, like a fourteen year old. Yeah. Yes, and uh, Esther and I did an episode on Smiley, Ooh. the horror movie with Shane Dawson, and yeah, no, that was a very fun time. We did it with Hessa, so go check that out. We have a bunch more fun stuff coming up, so keep an eye out for that. And otherwise, thank you for joining us on another episode i will try not to be as hungover on the next one no promises bye-bye 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 once there was this kid who got into an accident and caught it come to school but when he finally came back his hair had turned from black into bright white he said that it was from when the cousin smashed so hard. Mm-hmm. Once there was this girl.